Welcome back to Beyond the Helmet. We're going to keep rolling in 2022 with my favorite part of the year, and that is talking to guys that are going to be the next big thing, going from playing on Saturdays to playing on Sundays. And we continue the Longhorn tradition on BTH with none other than the best member of the secondary from the Longhorns this past year. It's Josh Thompson. Josh, how's it going today, man? Good. It's real good. How about you? I'm good, man. But for the record, where can everyone follow you on social media? What's up? Where can everyone follow you on social media? Uh, you can follow me on Twitter, underscore Joshua T9, and then on Instagram, underscore Joshua T2. All right. I wanted to have that up front. That way everyone can follow along with the journey that's unfolding. So now, sadly, for most people listening, probably the last time they heard your name was mid-November when you are in the mm -hmm. Kansas game. And of course, you would hurt your leg. So let all the listeners know, man, how are you feeling today? I'm feeling great. Uh, just these last couple of weeks, few weeks, last month, I've just been doing heavy rehab, uh, trying to get my ankle and mobility and everything back. Uh, when I first started, couldn't really do the, the ankle stuff because of the injury, because it was a hairline fracture. But overall, I mean, I'm feeling great today uh, with all the rehab that I have done, and I'm feeling back in myself. So that's the main thing and most important thing. So the, the next time everyone's going to see you is the Senior Bowl and you're saying everything's on track. Yeah, everything's on track. I'll definitely be ready for the Senior Bowl. Now, part of you getting there is also you deciding to forego <laughs> the remaining year of eligibility. So do you mind just opening up about you know, what that process was like for you? What, what were some of the, the main factors for you to make that decision? Uh, it was it was hard. It was a very hard decision, uh, mainly because, I mean, just with all my brothers and stuff on the team and uh, – it was it was just something mentally that I had to do uh, for the sake of, you know, coming in with Coach Strong. Uh, then after that, uh, getting Coach Herman uh, to come in and take over my recruiting, kicking me at Texas, and then, you know, going through four different position coaches and three different head coaches, it kind of it'll kind of take a toll on someone. Uh, I mean, it wasn't it wasn't easy, but I loved every second that I had with each coach. Uh, but I feel like it was time for me to go into new things and make make myself proud and make my family proud. Yeah, for sure. And I want to get into a little bit more of all the mm -hmm. changes that that you'd seen at Texas. Uh, but but first, just want to talk about a little bit of, of how do you get your mind right? Just going into like your last chance to put on a collegiate uniform. Yeah. I, I mean, it, it's a big stage playing against some of the best players in the country, uh, but you're also working through the rehab. So uh, mm -hmm. what are you doing? You know, the rehab part maybe aside just to like mentally get ready and, and physically, is there anything that you're like specifically working on uh, for training and you know, honing your craft? Uh, mainly just going out there competing and showing what I can really do with even other teams that's not in the big 12 uh, you got guys going SEC, Big Ten, everything like that, going to the the Singer Bowl, and just me going out there competing, showing what I'm really capable of doing. It'll it'll help me. Uh, mainly, what I've been focusing on uh, is just keeping a clean mindset uh, going through this process, and then uh, mobility, heavy mobility, heavy stretching, uh, stuff like that, just to make sure my body's on track and good to recover, and make sure I'm able to put out what I can when I do compete. Now, you played high school football in Texas. Obviously, you played at Texas. Safe to say you probably know a few guys that have done this mm -hmm. before. Uh, are you picking anyone's brain, trying to get any advice from any anyone that's done this in the last few years? Uh, I would definitely say uh, Brandon Jones. Uh, played with the Dolphins, played at Texas. 
Uh, we also grew up together, played high school football together. Uh, so, I mean, he's more like, we even call him a friend. He's more like my, I treat him like a blood brother. Uh, definitely go to him for information. Uh, Sam Ellinger, ex-roommate, another brother of mine, uh, and Caden Stearns. Uh, those three are the top three that I, I choose just to, you know, make sure that I'm doing what I'm supposed to do because they all been through that process. So I'm just following. And is there any one piece of advice that has really stuck with you? Uh, really just take take everything serious from the meals, uh, from working out. I mean, it's not a game. You want to do what you're capable of doing and making sure you go out there and compete. And like they said, treat your body like your temple. And that's what I'm trying to do. <laughs> there you go. Well, man, you, you alluded to all the coaches that you had seen at Texas. Um, and, and maybe you only got a little uh, taste of Coach Strong because he was only there in the recruiting mm -hmm. process. But if we could just stick to Coach Sarkeesian coming in, what – because that had to be tough, man. Four years of the same coach, you know, the guy mm -hmm. that really locked you into coming to Texas. What were some of the things that uh, immediately you saw Coach Sarkeesian do to kind of change the program to put his stamp on it? What were some of just the, the biggest things that you noticed to be very different uh, with this new coach coming in? Uh, I would say he had this his mindset. Uh, he's a very a great coach uh, outside of football. I mean, especially with a lot of players that were recruited by Coach Herman. Uh, you want to you want to have a coach that comes in and understands every player. So when we first came in, he had a meeting with every player, got to understand them. Uh, then he also just he treats you, treats you more like he treats you like a son, and that's what the main thing is: is making football feel like it's not, it hasn't left because a new coach is a new coach is in there. Uh, but he's overall, I mean, great guy, great guy, and uh, I can say you can expect big things because I mean he's he knows what he's talking about, and he's a great coach, real great coach. And I, you know, being an outsider, that sounds like it would be like a number one most important thing is make sure everyone feels like it's a family, you know, mm -hmm. uh, really care. But good things being said, all that aside, man, this year, I'm sure is not what you guys mm -hmm. had expected. Not that you're trying to blame anyone, point the finger, but ultimately, what do you think is the, the things that you could point to saying like, we as a group didn't do this, and that's why we didn't have the success we should have? I would say, I mean, we always had games, you know, kind of won early in the game, but it was, it was more so the fact, uh, it was just the mind, like it got to finish. Uh, it was sometimes where we'll look at our, just look at ourselves and everything instead of looking at the team. And it was just, it was just small things like that. And I can say the small things does win games. So I'm, I would just say the small things. So it's basically the Oklahoma game is where things start to really slide. And I mean, that was, that was a tough game for, yeah. for that to go down the way it did. Mm -hmm. One, when that starts to compound in week after week, you know, uh, you guys start to, to get in a bad way. How much does the locker room change? You know, it, and this is part about the coach and part about the players, you know, mm -hmm. when things aren't going well, how did the, the vibe change in the locker room? Um, and was it tough to kind of, try to snap out of that funk? Um, I mean, it's it's bad to say, but it's also good to say. But at the end of the day, like when we were like when we were losing on that streak or whatever, and I mean, at first it was like the vibes were like kind of off. But I mean, we went to practice every day and work. Like 
work. And just those games itself made our, made ourselves as a team closer. And that's why I can't say like in the future, like that that's, it won't happen again because you got like a, a bunch of people that's hungry to win and hungry to win. And then when that stuff just keeps piling on them, then you end the season off with a win. I mean, you can see just in everybody's faces, like that's, that's something that, that we want to do. And I mean, just those losses really made the team come closer in my opinion. Yeah, you know, a lot of coaches come in in that first year is close to 500, and then the second year, there's a big mm-hmm. jump. I mean, Nick Saban did that at Alabama when he came mm-hmm. back. Um, and I'm pretty sure this kid named Quinn Ewers, I don't know if anyone's ever oh, heard yeah, of him, yeah. but, but there's, yeah, there's this yeah. guy that you know played quarterback that's supposed to be pretty good. So, uh, yeah, man, I, I think all things are looking up in Texas, but um, uh, yet to be seen. So I, I got to bring this up because TQ to Graham came on last mm-hmm. year and he was really upset that Coach Herman was let go. And, and of course, mm-hmm. at the time, he didn't know anything about Coach Sarkeesian. So it's nothing negative about the incoming guy. But mm-hmm. what were your thoughts about Coach Herman being let go, considering pretty good success for four years? Mm-hmm. I mean, the, the, again, outsider's opinion like that. Damn, that you kind of pulled the rug up from underneath the guy. Uh, how did you personally feel in... How did your team kind of get over that to accept the, the fact that things are going to be changing? Uh, I mean, at first it was like, I mean, we were reading stuff throughout the season, uh, just seeing stuff when we weren't even trying to see it. Uh, and then, I mean, when it did happen, I was just more so confused. Uh, I, I didn't know how, what, to, what to think. Like, I was just shook because, like, I made my decision probably two weeks before he did get let go to come back for another year. Uh, I mean, I had coach like Coach Vala, real good coach. Um, and it was just, it was something that it took took a lot of. Like, you got to be mentally tough to be able to go through stuff like that. And just with the worker I am, I mean, I always told myself, but when I first committed to Texas, that because I mean I was already going through coaching changes because I didn't get recruited. I got recruited by Coach Herman at U of H, but not at Texas. Uh, so I always told myself, never go to a school for the coach, but go to the school for the school. And I always just looked at it like that. And I was like, I'm going to work with whoever comes in here. It doesn't matter. I'm going to show them I can work. And, I mean, that's that's my biggest thing. I have the trust in my teammates, so I just need to build trust with my coaches that whoever comes in here, it really doesn't matter. Absolutely. Now, you also, in 2019 – were redshirted. So mm-hmm. you've gone through the, you, you want to talk about mental toughness, you know, yeah. it, it's one thing to navigate coaching changes, but you have mm-hmm. a personal setback. What, how, I, I mean, you've been able to successfully navigate this in multiple mm-hmm. different ways. I, I mean, what is the best advice that you would give on when things don't go your way? How do you stay committed to the path and, and always push yourself forward? Uh, my main thing, I mean, I have a friend, Sam Ellinger, of course, uh, he was he was very high on me during the whole rehab process and staying locked in and everything, just you know, checking on me about football, this and that. But my main thing is just keep God first. Uh I mean, I trusted God's plan. I knew I didn't know the road that it was going to take take me. I just trusted the plan because I know it's already written out and whatever happens, happens, but I'm just gonna continue to do me. Like I said, trust the process. But Definitely, I kept God first and just believed in him and believed in his path that he had for me. So just continue to work and be myself and it got me somewhere. Wise words. So I, I have to ask, though, 
who do you watch film on? Who do you model your game on? And has it changed over the years? I would say it's a, a few. Um, I, growing up, I really was an offensive player. I would say that. Like, I was, I, I loved receiver. Like, I wanted to be a receiver so bad. But then I started looking at guys like, you know, like Deion Sanders, because my dad loves him. Uh, stuff being just looking at all the DBs. Like, I really don't have one specific favorite DB. I just take things from each one of them. I uh, see, you know, like he does this. Okay, I'm going to work on that. The other DB does this. Okay, I'm going to work on that. So I try to just get stuff from a lot of great DBs and put it together and see what it, I can do and what I can't do and see what's comfortable with me. But, I mean, I just growing up, I really just, like, I did always did that. Like, I like multiple people, and I just took things from each one of them and tried to use it. Yeah, yeah, and I think that's what the best do is try to incorporate mm-hmm. what other greats do. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, you know you know what the NFL scouts like to do? They, they like to typecast people and say, mm-hmm. well, this guy does this, or he can only do that. What do you say when a when a scout comes to you and says, well, hey, man, we don't think that you do this really well, or we see you as only being a press corner versus someone that fits our scheme? Have you had to combat any of that? And do you even listen to when people try to um, point out any sort of weaknesses or, or you know, negativity points in your game? Uh, I mean, at the same time, like, that's about being coachable. Um, you know, some scouts, like, Let's say you need to work on this, work on this. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to work on it, uh, you know, see if I can get better at it. Um, I try not to look at the the positives of everything. I mean, that's just me, like, looking at the negatives of what's going on to make sure that I can get better, be coachable. Uh, that's my main thing. Uh, I feel like I'm very coachable. So, you know, just taking in the coaching, uh, believing in what they're saying and trusting it. I mean, I'm going to do it if I hear it from multiple people. Uh, but I mean, I try not to get aside myself and be too, you know, like selfish, but I'm going to take on whatever's given to me and, and I'm just going to apply to what my understanding is in doing it. Got it. So you are on record as saying that Baylor is a top three, not mm-hmm. a three out of 10. But since we have that cleared up now, what uh-huh. were some of the, you know, the other toughest places that you had played um, there? Or do you have any real? strong memories that, that stand out of any games? Uh, probably my best, like my favorite, favorite game would probably be it's, it's three of them. And I would say Oklahoma 2018, uh, Georgia 2018 for the Sugar Bowl. And I would say LSU in 2019. Those are my, my just my just the feeling of those games when you run out and you know, see all those people and it's just the hype going into the game. You're like nervous you know just like ah this is this is what I came here to do and you know you growing up as a kid you watch games like that on tv and just being able to take part in those games it just it kind of it kind of does something to you it just like it's it's unbelievable it's special man there's no way to really Mm -hmm. describe it words don't do it justice yeah, I don't even know how to explain it. <laughs> but, you know, as we get to wrapping up, you know, I, I saw that your major is physical culture and sport, which is something that, I, frankly, I had never even heard of before. Mm-hmm. Um, do you mind just talking a little bit uh, about that, how that sort of translated into you being as good an athlete as you are and mm-hmm. maybe just open it up to any other interests that you have outside of being a football player? 
Um, I'm more, I'm, I'm heavy on, you know, my family. I would say that. Um, just with, especially like with the younger kids and everything, like, because I come from a small town in Nacogdoches where it's very, very, very hard to make out. Uh, I just want to set an example for those below me that you can do something if you put forth the effort and the work ethic. Um, so that's just like my main goal is just, you know, setting a standard and where I'm from and showing, like I said, you can do it, whatever you want to do. And just with having those kids look at you, like I have a little cousin that look up to me and I definitely want to be the standard for our family. Uh, then you do that and then everyone else will follow. Like I'm saying, like it's Brandon Jones started it. I seen him growing up. I mean, we grew up together playing against each other. And then we go to high school and play play with each other. Our friendship just becomes closer. And, you know, you hang yourself around successful people. You end up being successful. And that's how I look at it, if you take it the right way. Absolutely. Uh, I, I've read before, you you know, show me your – something to the effect of show me your five closest friends and, and I'll tell mm-hmm. you where you'll be. Uh, and you being the, the role model, man, and just – it's everything it's basically everything to kind of help mm-hmm. those around you give them something to aspire to so so that's so great i'm so glad to hear that oh yeah uh, so man now, now to wrap this up and get you out of here i have this little thing called the gauntlet i got a couple mm-hmm. quick questions for you man what is most important is it having the number one offense or the number one defense i would say the number one defense number one All right. defense for sure got it now, what's most important? Is it the players or is it the scheme? Players. All right. Most guys say players. Um, so we kind of hit on favorite memories, sort of. But did you have anything in particular that stuck out? I, I know we talked about some of the big games in big places. Uh, anything in particular? I'll probably say in COVID. Uh, I think COVID kind of made, made my team – some players that stayed in Austin, we always used to go since we didn't have, you know, uh, workouts or anything as a team. We all somehow got together every morning and worked out. That just that's kind of it's kind of lit. And I, I, I remember that. And I always remember that because it definitely brought me and some of my teammates, now friends like brothers and everything closer. But I definitely always remember that time. That's awesome. Now, was there a pregame ritual that you had to stick to? Uh, yeah, I definitely had to always have a haircut going into the game. <laughs> always had to have a haircut going into the game. Uh, you know, I like to walk out on the field when I first get there, uh, soak in and, you know, visualize everything. That's, you know, close my eyes when I'm standing in the spot. You know, I can make this play here. I can make this play there. Uh, doing stuff like that and, you know, having the same playlist every time. Uh, I've never – Ever since freshman year, like I'll make one playlist at the beginning of the season and I'll stick to it the whole season. Like I won't change anything else about it. Give me like one or two songs that have been must haves for you. I would say Future, uh, News or something. Uh, that's a that's like my number one song. I have to listen to that. And then I will have to say the other one would be Little Dirk, uh, When We Shoot. Like you can't run when we shoot, so you know it's just like a it gets me as a like like my team going out the tunnel, so yeah, stuff like that. <laughs> love it. So man, I got I got one last one for you, mm-hmm. and it's uh, there's so much ahead of you that you're going to do, 
but when you, when someone talks to you today and says, Hey man, how do I get to where you are? What's the best piece of advice that you'd give to, you know, a 16, 17 year old kid? Uh, Just stick to it. I mean, you love something, you're really passionate about it. Uh, You do everything in your might to, to get there. Uh, And always, I will always say this uh, school, take school serious. Um, Good grades that get you somewhere. Uh, Definitely take school serious and, you know, Whatever you do, just continue to do it. Like you don't ever give up, ever. I mean, that's there just my main main thing. It's just you have to you have to know your why, and that's that's what I always do. Know my why, and when you get in those dark times, sometimes you just go back to that, and it'll help you. Mindset is everything. Mm-hmm. Josh, can't thank you enough for taking the time. Best oh, of yeah. luck. Get into the Senior Bowl. Can't wait to see you on Sundays in a fall not too far away. Best wishes, man. Can't wait to watch what happens from here. Oh, yeah. I appreciate you, man. Thanks for having me.